The Julia Hartley Brewer Podcast. Ruthless but fair. Julia Hartley Brewer. Comprehensive coverage of all the new stories that matter to you. Harder, older, Hartley Brewer. The Julia Hartley Brewer Podcast from Talk Radio. Welcome back to the show. I'm Julia Hartley-Brew and you are with Talk TV. Thank you very much indeed for joining us. Now, the mother of Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny has been once again denied permission to see her son's body. Uh, she arrived in Siberia with her son's lawyer uh, to be told well, where his body was being. She's been sent from morgue to hospital to morgue. His death was announced on Friday. And President Putin is accused of ordering his murder in a Siberian prison. Well, joining me right now to discuss all of this is Bill Browder. He's head of the Global Magnitsky Justice Campaign and a man dubbed as Putin's number one foreign enemy. I think a very, very proud title. Uh, Bill, thank you very much indeed for joining us. Great to be here. Um, I'm very, very sorry also um, that for, your, for your loss because, of course, Alexei Navalny was a good friend of yours, a man you worked with very closely. You've known him since what, um, 2020? No, sorry, 2000, I think. So you've known him well over more than two decades. Um, before we go into what we think, we know has happened to Alexei Navalny, can you just tell us a little bit about the man that you knew? Because we know him as this incredibly charismatic opposition leader and an incredibly, some would say, either brave or foolhardy man who, after being poisoned with Novichok by Putin's agents, returned to Russia where he was going to face almost certain arrest and imprisonment, ending up in what is effectively a Siberian gulag. Um, tell us about the man that you knew. Well, when I met Alexei Navalny, he was a young lawyer um, who, was, who was outraged by the corruption that was going on in big companies and, and the government of Russia. And, um, and he wanted to do something about it. And, and the way in which he started to do something about it was to... Um, research the corruption, and then put that research together in blogs, in videos, in Instagram posts, and put it online. And he discovered something very interesting, which is that the whole country of Russia cared about the corruption, was outraged about the corruption in the same way as he was. And as he put this stuff online, it became a political platform. Everybody was saying, this has got to stop. And that was the platform that he basically became a politician. And the more he talked about the corruption, the more he talked about the crooks uh, of Vladimir Putin's regime and Vladimir Putin himself, the more popular he became. And the more popular he became, um, the more of a threat he became uh, to Putin and his regime. And um, he became so much of a threat that um, uh, in 2020, the Putin, Putin himself ordered uh, Navalny to be poisoned. He was poisoned on a campaign trip to Siberia. He was supposed to be on a on a flight um, and die on the flight between Siberia and Moscow. And and the only reason that he survived was that the pilot who wasn't in on the scheme made an emergency landing. The um, uh, paramedics gave him uh, atropine, which is an antidote to poison, and and he survived. He was in a coma for multiple weeks. He he was airlifted to Germany to the Charité Hospital in Berlin. And there they saved his life. And, and then he began the slow pro process of rehabilitation. Uh, and, and then he said he announced he's coming back to Russia. And at that point, the Putin regime and Putin himself didn't want him there because um, uh, that was too scary for them. And so they said, you'll be arrested if you come back to Russia, uh, assuming that, that he would not come back. And then he took, as you mentioned, he took this unbelievably brave step of getting on the plane, defying uh, these threats, and 
uh, flying back to Russia and then getting arrested the moment he got off the airplane. And and it was it was an act of incredible bravery, patriotism, and and um, and I guess now we know um, uh, miscalculation to go into the hands of the people who had tried to kill him, to go into their custody. I mean, that's extraordinary. It's uh, an extraordinary story. And he's, he's an incredibly powerful figure, what he's done. And again, you know, he, this wasn't about his ego, or it was simply about dealing with the, you know, the, the, and the corruption level is so off the scale. I mean, you've campaigned on for many years in Russia, as impoverished the Russian people, while uh, Putin and his oligarch chums are wealthy beyond comprehension, multi, multi, multi-billionaires. Yeah. Vladimir Putin, of course, rumoured to be the richest man in the world. Forget Bill Gates. He's got it siphoned off everywhere. Um, but when he went back to Russia, he already knew. Look, we've seen opposition leader, free-speaking journalists, any critics. I mean, they're, they're not killed in a subtle way. I mean, they're pushed out of windows in London. They're, they're poisoned on the streets of Salisbury. They are, um, you know, they're, they're shot directly outside the Kremlin. I mean, Vladimir Putin doesn't even try and hide this. He would have known, without a shadow of a doubt, he was going to be arrested. He would have known he was going to prison. What do you think the purpose was that? Did he think, did he mistakenly think that he wasn't going to be? Did he think that he could galvanise support um, for his campaign against Vladimir Putin and corruption by being there rather than being in exile? Well, he, he made a calculated bet. And his calculation was that they were going to arrest him, um, but he would then sit in prison um, like Nelson Mandela did on Robben Island in South Africa. And that um, in his in his projections, um, Putin was so mishandling the situation in Russia that... that um, uh, Putin's regime would collapse. And there was only one obvious alternative to Putin, um, which was Alexei Navalny. And so he thought that he was going to serve his time and then emerge as the president of Russia and then bring Russia out of this cesspool yeah. of criminality, corruption, and 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 uh, lack of freedom. That was his calculation. Um, but instead of becoming the Nelson Mandela of Russia, he became the Martin Luther King of Russia. Yeah, it is. It is such a sad story. Now, um, his widow, um, she, I mean, she has spoken out, and she quite by chance was at the Munich Security Conference in, with a lot of you know foreign and defence ministers, and, and spoke out within hours of his death being announced. Um, his incredibly bravely, his um, his mother has travelled with his lawyers to Siberia to try and uh, see his body. Of course, we were given, I mean, it's an extraordinary timeline of, you know, FSB officials arriving at the prison, cameras being cut, we're told, his death being announced, you know, minutes later, cause of death, this sudden death syndrome. Well, yeah, sudden death, if, yeah, easy to happen in a Siberian gulag, I imagine. Um, and, but then his body having disappeared, his mother being told it's here, it's here, it's at the hospital, it's the more not being able to see his body. And yet there are also reports that his body is very badly bruised. Um, uh, uh, and again, the authorities in Russia saying this is because they were holding him down as he had a fit of some sort. What, what do we know for sure about what could have happened to him? Well, we know what we know for sure is that Putin ha is is a murderer, and that Putin has a long line of victims, and that um, they that Putin tried to kill Alexei Navalny once, and he didn't succeed, and now he he killed Alex he he tried the second time and he did succeed. That's what we know for sure. Um, the details we're never going to know for sure because there is a massive cover up taking place as we speak. And again, we know for sure that when Putin has killed other people, 
he, he, they organize a massive cover-up. When uh, Boris Nemtsov was assassinated in front of the Kremlin, which is the most heavily surveilled uh, spot on the planet, um, every single CCTV camera was turned off at that exact moment. Um, when my lawyer, Sergei Magnitsky, was murdered in 2009, um, the authorities uh, uh, absolutely banned any type of uh, independent forensic investigation of his murder and, and had the body buried before anyone could figure out what had happened. I mean, I, I, this is a mafia state. Putin is a cold-blooded killer. Um, he, he controls all the mechanisms to learn the truth. And we're seeing it play out in real time as they cover up the murder of Alexei Navalny. Okay, there'll be people watching and listening to this who'll say, well, it's all very well, Bill Browder. You're saying we know for sure. How do we know any of that? For sure. I mean, Vladimir Putin is, as you say, you know, he's not on CCTV camera turning up and, and killing Alexei Navalny. So how do we know for sure that he was behind this? Well, um, we're, we're not going to ever have the documentary proof because the people who have the proof are destroying the proof. Um, the people who have the proof um, are well-known killers and criminals. And so um, all we can do is say, Let's look at the history of this whole thing. Let's look at how Putin behaves with other uh, leader, uh, other people in Russia who are in opposition to him. Let's look at how they've died. Let's yeah. look at how many of them have died. Yeah. And we can uh, absolutely positively come up with, with the answer. Now, of course, Putin wants to leave some plausible deniability. And there's all sorts of what I would describe as evil, useful idiots that are coming on various TV shows saying, well, you know, we have to give him the benefit of the doubt and it's not in his interest to do this and so on and so forth. Well, let me tell you, I know Vladimir Putin. Uh, I've been fighting with him for 15 years. Many of my friends are dead. Vladimir Putin committed this crime and it's clear. What do what do the West do now? What do all these countries? We've had, you know, uh, Richie Snap, we've had David Cameron, our, our foreign secretary, saying you know, action must be taken. What do we do now? Because we've already got sanctions. We've already, you know, he's been ousted supposedly from all these, you know, these big meetings uh, of international leaders. What, what, what is there left to do? Well, there, there's three things we do now. Um, the first is not, not for the UK, but for the US. The US needs to um, authorize the $63 billion of military aid for Ukraine so Ukraine can fight back and fight the Russians off. The second thing is that when the war started, there was $300 billion of dollars worth of central bank reserves um, that were frozen. Um, we together, the UK together with the US, the EU, Canada, Japan, needs to confiscate that money and hand it over to Ukraine. And that does two things. It gives the Ukrainians the resources to fight Russia, and it's a very strong uh, punishment for, for Russia, for Putin. And the third thing we need to do is that, there, that Alexei Navalny isn't the only opposition leader uh, currently sitting in prison. There are others. Um, there's there's a, a man named Vladimir Karamurza, who I would say is the second most important opposition politician in Russia. Vladimir is a dual Russian-British national. Mm -hmm. He was sentenced 25 years uh, for calling, calling out Putin, for opposing Putin, for opposing the war. He's sitting in prison right now. He was also poisoned before. Um, He's dying in prison right now. He's a British citizen, and the British government should do everything possible to arrange for a swap to bring him home. Okay. The British government refuses to do that. They say it's not our policy to negotiate on hostages. And so I was at the Munich Security Conference uh, this last weekend, and I, was I had 12 meetings with 12 
uh, foreign ministers from other countries who are going to try to help bring Vladimir Karamurza home. But because of the policy of the British government not to try to release hostages, the British government is sitting this one out. Right. Well, that's something we'll raise with, uh, with ministers. I really appreciate you joining us and, and all the praise for your, your long-time campaign. Uh, Bill Browder, thank you very much indeed for joining us. Uh, Charlie Rowley, former government advisor, is still with us. Um, should, should the West do more now to take action? Uh, I think it should. And I think what came out of that interview was that you had an individual, um, Alexei Navalny, who um, has uh, paid his tribute his whole life, has tried to um, uh, uh, expose the corruption of the Russian uh, state. Uh, he's paid a price for that, it seems. And I think that incredible bravery is something that cannot just be left unsaid. The West obviously does need to do more uh, to make sure that Russia yeah. is held. And again, that. we've got Russian elections, inverted commas, coming up. Um, you know, we... we, we... I think the best thing you do to get rid of Putin, really, is, is it losing in, in uh, Ukraine. Although, be careful what you wish for, what comes after. That's the other thing. Uh, thank you very much indeed for that. The Julia Hartley Brewer Podcast. Ruthless but fair. Julia Hartley Brewer. Comprehensive coverage of all the new stories that matter to you. Harder, older, Hartley Brewer. The Julia Hartley Brewer Podcast from Talk Radio. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.